Hey everybody, welcome back. Happy Skews Day. Today is July 27th, 2021. I'm Trey Crowder and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Happy Tuesday, Skews Day. Uh, you've been watching the Olympics? Uh, a little bit. I've just sort of turned it on when I can and I always catch like canoe slaloming or, you know, something like that. Uphill mountain biking. <coughs> I haven't been catching any of the good stuff. So not that there's anything wrong with those sports, but yeah, not had a lot of luck. I've seen the news yeah. though. Yeah, so uh, it's a, it's funny. The Olympics have turned into a thing that used to bring everybody together. It's supposed to bring the whole world together for every country to root for their star athletes in a way that's like sportsmanlike and nice, right? And then uh, the American right is like openly rooting against the Olympic team, which is I find fucking hilarious. These are nationalists, right? And they're all dunking on Simone Biles for like <laughs> so. The Simone Biles thing, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? She pulled out of the team competition because she's afraid she's going to get injured. Yeah. Um, because she she messed up a landing and right. it got it got in her head. She almost blew both her knees out or whatever. So she's like she's thinking about it too much. So she might get hurt. Is what she's worried about. And uh, they're calling her a coward and a weakling. But the thing is, like, not only are you the guy named Gary from Indiana who works at fucking advanced auto parts, not know anything about gymnastics or care about it once the Olympics stop, but Simone Biles is literally doing moves that no one else in the world has ever done, and. So even other gymnasts don't know what she's think what she's going through, right? And what the risk she's taking. So it's just like it's, it, it's yeah. Well, I, I've also I've seen them. I saw like a clip with a Newsmax anchor like laughing about the U.S. men's basketball team losing to France or whatever. And they seem to be yeah. actively rooting against uh-huh. the American Olympians. And that, but you know, they're the super patriots with all the eagle flag shirts yeah. and stuff, and we are the ones who hate America. And then the Olympics come around, and they're pointing yeah. and laughing at our country's uh, athletic struggles for some reason. I don't even really follow exactly why they're doing that other than just general hatefulness or whatever. And Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, who they're also mad at for different reasons, haven't even said anything political as far as I know, but like the U S the women's soccer team did kneel um, at a few matches last summer. Yeah. And, do it. and so they lost to Sweden and Trump at a rally Saturday night at turning points, look at a couple clips of it a little bit, but like he uh, led the crowd, he let, he urged the crowd to boo the U S women's national team. <laughs> And they did, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they followed through. Bunch of uh, fucking hooting baboons. Like it's just like it's, yeah, crazy yeah, well, times, I man. One hope we win every damn medal because I am a patriot. That's what USA, I like. baby, number That's one, right. all the way. USA, yeah. all the way, every day. Don't know what else to say. Okay, all right. Get uh, with us as always is producer Matt, and this is Weekly Skews. I want real quick reminder: I'm back on the road doing live shows. Thank you to anybody who came out to Birmingham this weekend. It was lovely. Next up, Denver, uh, the weekend of August 19th at the world famous Comedy Works. Can't wait for that. You can go to Well Red. That's Well R E D. Well Red Comedy Tickets and information. Hope to see you out there on the road. Okay, tonight's show. Uh, the January 6th commission kicked off today with some harrowing testimony from four Capitol Police officers uh, who shared their firsthand experiences with the insurrectionists on that fateful day. And turns out it was all pretty messed up. Surprise, surprise. We'll talk about everything they've said so far, the reactions, uh, the implications thereof, and what to expect as the commission moves forward. Also, we here at the SKUs love the working man and the working woman. And so we're going to cover some underreported labor disputes happening in the South in the middle of the country. All that and more on tonight's episode. But first, let's begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. 
Tonight's, D- tonight's DD, anyone who thinks that Donald Trump doesn't deserve to be in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, I mean, just look at his entrance music. Matt, play the clip. Do you miss me yet? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Oh, I was expecting more eagles, you know, not the band, like the like actual birds. Thought they'd have birds in there on the uh, uh, in cages or get, something like that. They got a Trump trap song now. Trump, yeah, Trump. It's like like trap music literally is for like trapping is like selling drugs. It's like it's like it's <laughs> these right. guys. It, it is like the contrast here is like I don't know. I get, like it's sometimes easy to forget that this stuff's supposed to be for fucking nerds and it is for nerds. Like this is turning point USA conference There's an astroturf group of fake teens. They're all 60 year old white dudes (laughs) who, (laughs) who have these rallies all the time to try to get kids involved in politics, which is like, these are bow time work fucking dorks. And here you have like fireworks and like, trap songs and transition to Lee Greenwood, which I'm is about to say they couldn't get yeah. out, even though it was the most atonal transition, you can't do something like that without having Lee Greenwood at some point. You know what I mean? So it's like, even you're doing a whole trap pyrotechnic thing or whatever, at some point you got to flip the Greenwood switch. So everybody can, you know, karaoke how proud they are to be an American. Cause it just wouldn't be a uh, Republican get down. Otherwise, um, yeah. yeah, he, he was on one at this, at this rally. Uh, just, I mean, he's really in mid season form, just doing the whole thing. Let's see. Yeah. Let's hear what he had to say about the green new deal. The green new deal going to destroy our country. This green new deal. It's green new bullshit. Okay. That's what it is. It's bullshit. No more windows in buildings because environment. You know, I always did great with these buildings. The bigger the window, the better I did. The bigger those windows. I wanted floor-to-ceiling windows. But they say you can't do that anymore. We don't want any more windows. It's going to be real hard to sell apartments, I think. (laughs) What the fuck is he talking about? Trying to get rid of windows. Right after this, he says, uh, cows, they were going to get rid of cows, but they're not doing that. They were going to get rid of cows, he said, Mm -hmm. before everybody got up, before all the patriots got upset and they shut that down. Like what? So we, the, you know, the environmentalists were going to do a cow genocide is what we were going to do. We were going to eradicate the the species of cows for earth purposes. The squad was going to take a couple of the four of those captive bolt pistols yeah. from the, like they used in No Country No Men, which would be used to put ca- put cows down with. They would personally go around and execute every cow in America just so you can't have a happy meal. And it's going to take a while because there's only four of them, right, in the squad. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, the, we talked about this cow thing before. Uh, AOC made a joke about it and uh, about how we're going to get rid of cows. And they took it and, like she was honestly going to like, cows are adorable. Even if we don't eat them, they're fun to have around. Um, they also get milk and cheese. I like cheese. Love right? cheese. Love butter. Uh, mm-hmm. I love what Monster. cows are doing over there, man. Yeah, man. Pro, pro cow here on the skews. Cows are great. <laughs> great work, cows. <laughs> and what is the windows thing? That's it's probably something there about like mandating like energy efficient windows or something. Right. But it, somehow it comes out. It comes out. It goes into his one ear. It comes out his mouth. Like 
they're going to like you're like AOC doesn't want you to be able to see who pulls up in your driveway. <laughs> That's right. what Kanye Smith. <laughs> yeah, Just, like, right. yeah. Uh, that that whole speech was. By, by the way, another takeaway from that speech it wasn't the clip wasn't playing at the show, but like he he he's the new right wing thing. You're to hear him talk about routers now. How the election computers they won't hand over the routers. Which there's nothing in a router. Routers right, don't hold. <laughs> yeah, it's not how routers work. Yeah. So anyway, we hear people talk about routers is because that speech Trump said routers about 400 times because he's one of those things where you just learn a new word and said it over and over again. Yep. So, and also, yeah. again, that opener, you know, green new bullshit, like really swinging for the fences on that one. <laughs> why? Why is there no conservative Daily Show, Trey? I know. We're just yeah. swapping out the word deal with bullshit is the height of comedy. Yeah. You know? Red hot fire. They're slinging over there. All right. Our first honorable mention for dumbass is uh, Rand Paul for thinking he would be safe from the internet at a telephone conference or whatever the hell this is. You'll see what I mean in just a second. <laughs> play, play the clip. This rules. That we'll go ahead to our next question now. Mrs. Alexis Toon. You are live with the senator. You can go ahead and ask your question. Hi, Senator. I am a proud Kentucky citizen, and I just wanted to tell you to get fucked. All right. We'll go ahead to our next question. <laughs> I'll say that's how you do it right there. <laughs> like the, his look on look. Sweet. The look of Rand Paul's stupid face is just priceless, and, and low key, my second favorite part of this, besides him, the one telling Rand Paul to get fucked, we, we are all we all we all stand with you, Rand Paul's neighbor, who beat the shit out of him, by the way, uh, yeah. is like Rand Paul has lower production values than we do here on the evening skews, so that's right, really yeah, which you know, not the highest bar to clear, and they're still underneath it. I also, I love that that's that lady gives the response that oh, producer Matt was upset by that comment, Mark. Watch out. But, no, uh, I'm more referring to like like Trey's internet's run through the middle of a field with it's like true. Uh, yes i got horse internet so <laughs> powered by horses on treadmills that somehow make you ever seen those, i don't fucking know those old grain mills that are pulled like four horses strapped to a, th- a crank that walk they just walk in a circle all day like yeah, that's your that's, that's your my, internet. That's where my <laughs> from. it's from one of those uh i was gonna say that lady with ram paul that's the like that was just such a classic reaction to that like you know what i mean that just like silence for a second okay we're gonna move on (laughs) i mean you know i don't know what else you're supposed to do in that scenario but it's always funny to me because that's what everyone always actually does in that scenario okay yeah Uh, be like look let's be honest like that's just the internet isn't it like Rand paul does suck but that could literally happen to mr rogers on the internet there's a reason we don't take live callers on here (laughs) Yeah. yeah um Okay, this next one, Mark, involves like conspiracy theory dumbassery. So, uh, would you please do the honors? Because this is a good one. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there's a hot new QAnon theory that's taken hold. Um, uh, basically, that uh, when Joe Biden tried to enter the White House on January 20th, he was turned away by the military. And because of his dementia, he's been living on a soundstage that's built to look like the White House on Tyler Perry's estate in atlanta Uh so i guess the dumbass here is joe biden for not being able to tell uh dc from hot ass atlanta so anyways it's a three-story stucco replica this is a very specific theory of the commander chief's resident uh built as a set piece for tv show uh perry allowed biden to use the full white house as an operating base (laughs) oh god everybody this is gold it's built 80 percent to scale 80 percent tray not all the way to scale they didn't have the budget for that tyler perry is only a billionaire 
Uh, <laughs> I like the, I like the idea that Tyler Perry couldn't afford to recreate the actual White House. It was built in like the 1800s. Um, yeah, it's it's ugh. yeah, it's in the door. By the way, 80 percent of scale. Matt makes the point that the White House doorways are like four foot seven. That's how tall people were then. So like Joe Biden's just having to lim- uh, do the limbo through the White House. <laughs> it's also just like it's built to 80 percent scale, but on television and images, it's in- indistinguishable from the 1600 from the actual White House. It's just like like you said, the specific details of this clearly made up lunacy are just something else. I, so I'm not sure, you know, and I'm sure this is a May problem, not a, the, the, you know, conspiracy theorist problem. What, like, who's in the actual White House? Is Trump still is in the actual White House? Like, I don't really follow exactly what they're even saying. Is ha- I get that Tyler Perry built a fake White House for Joe Biden to live and president mm-hmm. inside of, and mm-hmm. it's 80% of scale and it's in Atlanta, and Joe doesn't know that, and the media's propagating this lie. I get all that. That's clear to me. Mm-hmm. But what what's happening at the real White House though, and why can't he be there? They haven't uh, they haven't gotten to that <laughs> to that chapter of the story yet. It's choose your the choose your adventure uh, uh, <laughs> book that is QAnon hasn't gotten that far yet. But I, I guess like the the thing is like when you think government's just a television show, as long as they're able to make the TV show, it looks like they're the government. So that's just so like he's leading the country through the TV show is what they think is happening. So I guess it doesn't matter what's in the White House because Trump's obviously a Mar-a-Lago and turning point. So I don't know what the uh, – yeah. I don't know. Don't have an answer for you. <laughs> uh, I don't know either. And uh, let's see. I think we we could get through these uh, quickly, I think, Producer Matt. Okay. I, want, I want to show this uh, this Tucker Carlson clip. Tucker Carlson being a dumbass just for thinking he'd go out in public and not meet a huge fan. Uh, check, check this guy out. Mike, Mike, don't even I don't care, man. Okay, just do it. You are the worst human being known to man. I want you to keep doing to this thing, to the United States, to everything else in this world. I don't care that you know yourself. What you have done to people's families, what you have done to everybody else in this world. Son, don't call me son. Hey, that's my yeah. brother right here. This guy, he look, he literally could be my older brother. I think if you look at him, like that's going to be me in 15, 20 years, I think. Uh, but yeah, he, he's got an old boy thing going on there in some kind of bass pro shop situation. He's got his short sleeve plaid button up and a ball cap, you know, with the facial hair. I'm just saying, I feel like he's coming with a slightly unexpected take here. Tucker Carlson probably sees this guy and is like, Oh, this guy's a big fan. And then he's like, I just want to let you know that you are the worst person on planet earth and it just goes smooth in on him i just uh i appreciated this guy they like it's it's amazing to me that that carlson like like i don't know if you remember uh tommy lauren got a drink thrown on her at a brunch in la a couple years ago and everyone made a big deal about how that was uncivil or whatever but like if you have fox news relatives and you know what it, fox has done to their brain what it's done to people's relationships with their family they absolutely should not if they understood what they had done they absolutely would not feel safe walking around in public not to mention the fact that Tucker, the, the people that Tucker's gotten killed in the middle of a pandemic by lying about a bunch of bullshit when he's vaccinated. And it, it, it's just, I, I, I don't understand. It's like, we talked about this with JD, JD Vance a couple weeks ago, but it's like, if you, if you got him alone in a room, you'd be like, yeah, hey, it's just a bit, man. I'm just doing a bit. Yeah, but like, this stuff doesn't stop at the TV screen. You're talking to people on the other side of it who then go out and do things, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, fuck them. Um, yeah. Also, it was funny because they tried to be like, this man accosted Tucker Carlson in front of his children. His daughter's 29. It's like so funny. 
Oh, I didn't even see that part. That's, that's yeah. That's pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, George. Next up, George P. Bush. There's another one. Holy shit! Goddamn, George P. Bush for thinking he'd be the only frog to not get stung by the scorpion. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell everybody what I meant by that, Mark. <laughs> All right, so let's play the video first, and I'll explain to you why it's so fucking funny if you get the CNN clip. Uh. Trump snubbing his favorite Bush, as he puts it, despite weeks of wooing, kissing the ring, quite frankly, sucking up to Trump. In what appeared to be an effort to get his endorsement, George P. Bush doesn't have it. Instead, Trump is backing Ken Paxton in the race for attorney general in Texas. Bush, of course, is the son of former Florida Governor Jeb Bush. He met recently with Trump in New York. He even had a campaign koozie that was made, uh, a source telling CNN that during that meeting, Trump assured him that he would stay out of the race. That was never going to happen, though. Another source comparing the situation to this. This time I'm going to kick that football player to the moon. Tough sledding, George P. So, what what about that cozy man? Yeah, go ahead. If y'all don't follow Texas politics closely, which why why should you? It's fucking frustrating and annoying. But George P. Bush is the son of Jeb Bush. Now you might recall Jeb Bush had the temerity to run against Donald Trump uh, for his and, and try to stop him from taking his God given right to the presidency in 2016. During which uh, Trump retweeted a guy whose handle was white genocide, uh, who had, had made a meme of Jeb as a homeless beggar outside Trump Tower. Um, he insulted Trump Jeb's wife, who by remi- reminder is George P's m- mom. Jeb Bush's wife, yeah, Jeb Jeb Bush's wife had some some a little bit of legal trouble. She got caught some, trying to smuggle some shit through the airport, or whatever. It's like you just I don't know whatever happened there. It's not it's none of my business, and she's she doesn't deserve to be dragged through public life just because her husband and son are shithead. Um, he accused George W., his uncle, of treason. And <laughs> this, like, this, this family is so fucked up and weird. Reminder that when George H.W. Bush was accused of racism, he said he couldn't be racist because he had little brown grandchildren. That's talking about George P., of course. It's just like, the, so he ran around for the last six months try, like, trying to basically kiss Trump's ass to get his endorsement to run against Ken Paxton, who's the guy Trump endorsed. Now, important to note, the reason uh, Ken Paxton's getting primary, people think he's vulnerable, is because he's under a bunch of indictments for a lot of corruption. <laughs> and the whole Republican Party is running away from him. So Trump fucked him by endorsing a literal criminal who's not even yeah. going to survive his term in office, probably. And George P. was so hyped, he made a, a bunch of beer koozies with tr- Trump shaking his hand, and it says, this is the only Bush that likes me. This is the Bush that got it right. I like him. So this hey. dumb motherfucker, George, is a, a dumb motherfucker has a whole warehouse full of George P. Bush for Attorney General koozies with Trump's face on it. He's not going to be able to move or do anything with because he's not even going to be in the race. That this is, is like... So, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> Those co- like just so baldly sucking up to this guy. It basically says, yeah, he hates my whole family and thinks we suck, but he's okay with me, though. He says, I'm all right. And then he gets fucked over by him anyway. It's just... Ugh. I wouldn't be public he's, if I was this dude anymore either, uh, for yeah. different reasons. <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you say at Thanksgiving, man? I don't understand what these families right, are like. Right. But I think they all I, I think it's just different in family, you know what I mean? Where it's like uh they all just know what the game is or something, I guess. Like it's gotta be because I wanted the same things. Like, what do you say? Like you're just selling your whole family out, basically, but it's a whole family of fucking sharks recently inept sharks but i you know i just i mean it's great separate things somehow i don't know 
I mean, the, the, the family money, the great granddad uh, made made his money smuggling oil to Hitler during World War II. So I guess it's just uh, it's all business, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's got to be. Yeah. Um, well, OK, let's get into it. So everybody knows January 6th commission on and off off to the races uh, with some riveting and upsetting testimony today from four Capitol Police officers talking about. Well, how things actually went down on January sixth. Um, there's a whole lot of whole lot of gutting testimony and clips, and we're going to cover a bunch of them. But it, this one is kind of uh, sort of sums it up. We think in a lot of ways. This is from Officer Fanon. I'm saying that right? Fanon. I think so. I didn't hear it pronounced, but it looks like yeah, yeah. Fanon. So that first clip there, Matt. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. My law enforcement career prepared me to cope with some of the aspects of this experience. Being an officer, you know your life is at risk whenever you walk out the door, even if you don't expect otherwise law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you. But nothing, truly nothing, has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day. And in doing so, betray their oath of office yeah man because i mean that's like he talks about the indifference to his colleagues like that's the thing you know you've got all these republican congressmen downplaying this trying to keep it from being investigated saying it was just a bunch of tourists whatever you want you know whichever uh quote you want to pick where they've just been trying to act like it was no big deal and if you're this guy and you've been <clears throat> i mean feared for your life uh he says the only way they got him they were screaming kill him with his own gun and he believes yeah. the only reason he didn't was he finally said please i've got children i've got kids and so they allowed yeah. him to live they were yelling at him you're gonna die tonight he thinks that he was unconscious for up to four minutes he was tased repeatedly so to hear these motherfuckers act like oh it really wasn't that big of a deal we don't even there's no there's no reason to even get into all that has got yeah. to be pretty infuriating i mean to say the least yeah, I mean, he worked at a little bit of copaganda there about every cop risks their life every day, which uh, I just just to point out, being a police officer in America is not one of the top ten most dangerous professions. But on that day, it was definitely true. And you watch the body cam footage, like like he, he you don't have to take his word for that. Uh, that that I kick his own gun and kill him, and I've got kid stuff is on his body cam footage, and they showed that today. It's it's fucking nauseating, man. And like the the, the close up nature, like they showed some new footage today. It, like it, it, anybody's a Game of Thrones fan, it looked like the battle the uh, the battle of the bastards. Just like all that close quarters fighting and the randomness yeah. of the violence, and like it, it's claustrophobic, like you can't breathe. Right. So it's, it, one Dude, I don't even the, like going to like Disneyland and shit with my family because of <laughs> crowds that size. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't imagine being in the middle of a bunch of frothing at the mouth gravy seals who, you know, want to murder me <laughs> and that just crushing weight pushing in on you when that's the context specifically. That's like one of the most terrifying things I can imagine. I mean, th these are these Raymond militia dudes are obsessed with like medieval battles and wars and stuff. Like they right. they, they have memento mori tattoos and uh, 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 Molam Lab. They all have Molam Lab. Molam Lab is supposedly what uh, uh, King King uh, the King of the Spartans. Like Leo the guy that Leonidas Leonidas, Leon Leonidas said to the Persians, and they said to disarm and come and take it. Come and take right? them. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so like, and the, there's clips where they literally chant, like you're yelling, "Build a shield wall." That's the reason they took a sh the shields away from the cops. Is they were trying to build a fucking shield wall like the Spartans. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's it, it's absolutely infuriating. But like, uh, uh, t here's 
get the show that clip that uh well if you want to talk about how brutal this is do you want to show this clip or not because yeah i mean yeah look i mean it's on the news it's public record yeah. i mean this also yeah. this is like this is what actually happened it's super yeah. fucked up so yeah just so you know it's super fucked up clip i'm sure many of you've already seen it but like yeah it deserves to be seen by as many people as possible in my opinion yeah. so i mean yeah let's play it this is another officer who was there today officer dunn that prompted a torrent of racial epithets one woman in a pink maga shirt yelled you hear that guys this nigger voted for joe biden then the crowd perhaps around 20 people joined in screaming boo fucking nigger no one had ever, ever called me a nigger while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a nigger to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. Yet another black officer later told me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then get yeah, all defensive that, when we imply that they might have an issue. They might have some issues with racism on, on their side of the fence, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like the, the thing I my takeaway was like the the anger in these guys voices. Like you can't like that's a bunch of right wing people are saying that they're acting or playing it up or whatever. But like, I, these guys aren't trained actors. I don't think you could pretend to be that full of rage. And this is seven months after the motherfucking, almost eight months after the shit happened. By the way, this, this hearing should happen in February, by the way. Uh, I, yeah. Right. Wasted seven months trying to get a bipartisan committee. Right. They, yes. I know that was, that, that was one of my biggest takeaways from this today is like, just thinking about the, the, Fuckers like the mansions and the cinemas and whatever of the world are always talking about reaching across the aisle and working with the other side and everything. You got got to work together in this country and all of that. And I think this is one of the biggest examples for why that is just complete bullshit at this point. Because, yeah, trying to do it the bipartisan way, if they would have had it their way, it would never have happened. Nobody ever would have heard any of this, you know. And this yeah. is why you just can't concern yourself with trying to, to to work with these people if they make it impossible like shit this shit like this needs to be investigated and covered and people need to see it and hear it and they need to be forced to reckon with it and and they're not going to do that unless you make them and you have if you have the ability to make them then you got to fucking make them that's what you got to yeah. do and it sounds like they're gonna they're, they're not fucking around with subpoena power the D, the doj uh, i mean they're they're they're, they're going to actually use subpoenas and issue them to a bunch of high level people i wouldn't be I, I don't know if they'll go so far as like to to subpoena Trump because I have a feeling that would just turn into a disinformation coup for him. Um, uh, that might be a bad idea, but like the DOJ announced they're not going to assert. Uh, do, Garlic's DOJ, Merrick Garland's DOJ has been a huge fucking disappointment. Right. They've been do, doing a bunch of institutionalist shit that basically serves to protect Trump and his cronies, not prosecuting and, and like. And uh, 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 basically saying that the Department of Justice is right to defend Trump from his uh, uh, that the trial he's got against Eugene Carroll for uh, defamation lawsuit because he called her a liar when she when she uh, when she said he raped her, all that stuff. Like so, they've been very disappointed. But they did announce they're not going to assert uh, argue for executive privilege for anybody who works in the department or the White House that time at that time to like uh, uh, to try to save Trump's ass. So that's cool. Um, there were actually uh, there's I, I would. Even 
we've we've been thoroughly diving into this stuff for like seven months now. I still saw new footage today that was like, God, this is so much worse than we even believed that day. It was like it, it's so we're so goddamn lucky that like they didn't work or that oh, I know. Right. hundreds of people weren't killed. Um, and it's like in general, like the way we're the way America's, American exceptionalism works, the way the human brain works to form things in a narrative. Looking back, we seem to we seem to assume that everything's going to keep getting better, and America's always on the upswing towards more and more freedom and prosperity. Yeah. But like, there's a series of close calls in American history, and that was another one. And I don't know what would have happened if they killed Pelosi and and uh, Harris and uh, um, and Mike Pence. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know what, and that's like. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Pelosi, especially, it would have been especially rough for her, uh, considering you know she was the one who actually is to blame for all this. Uh, <laughs> did you see that GOP? Uh, what was the exact context? It was some GOP like party chairwoman or something like that. Who at least at least she's the one who took over uh, Liz Cheney's spot as number three in the Republican caucus. At least Stefanik, yeah. she's in New York or whatever. But yeah, she was like they they want a parallel commission. They're going to host their own. Uh, commission to investigate Pelosi. I don't know in the back of an Applebee's something, and like a media, like, like a, maybe a, an AA meeting room or some shit. But like they want to, they want to know why Pelosi didn't have more capital police. But here's the thing: like the, the Pelosi's not in the chain of command for the police or the national National Guard. The DC National Guard answers the president. There's the Pelosi can't call up the National Guard, so I don't know what they wanted to happen. It's, it's all yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it's also like, listen, if you knew that our Republican president was gearing up all these lunatics to come and try to murder you you should have stopped that. Like, why didn't you stop that Pelosi? Really? It's yeah. your fault for not just keeping that from happening since you knew it was <clears> going <throat> to happen because the president told them to do it. Everybody said they should do it. And then they started to come there to do it. Why didn't you just stop them from doing it? Like that's the implication of, <laughs> of this argument to me. Yeah. To, to paraphrase uh T.I. Friend of the, friend of the show, T rapper T.I. Uh, if you, de- you deserve it, if you allow it. Right. It's like, uh, it, 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 it's like the victim. Why aren't they to blame? See one of those right. things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, so I would encourage people to go watch the video cause it's harrowing shit and makes you realize how close we came to a lot worse result and maybe, uh, a permanent Trump family dynasty, uh, with nuclear weapons. But there were a few moments of levity, uh, today, uh, and like this officer Hodges, who's the one you might have seen in viral videos getting crushed in the doorway. And he had like a, like a really profound moment with camera caught him watching the footage of himself almost dying and like almost breaking down crying. But he had this pretty good quip. Uh, it was a pretty solid joke. I think today that you referred to terrorists or terrorism 15 different times to describe the people who were assaulting officers, dragging them through the crowd, stealing their weapons, smashing them over the head gouging eyes and so on. Um, However, some of our colleagues have been calling the violent insurrectionists not terrorists, but tourists. Why do you call the attackers terrorists? And what do you think about our colleagues who think we should call them tourists? Well... If that's what American tourists are like, I can see why foreign countries don't like American tourists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great yeah. quip. Also, but then <clears throat> he goes on to say in his response to that, he basically is like, uh, here's what I call them terrorists uh, because they are. And I can prove that to you. 
because I came prepared and he pulls out like the U.S. code, you know, U.S. code three dash four, whatever subsection <clears throat> quotes the whole thing and then reads it verbatim and essentially proves that by any definition uh, of terrorist, <laughs> that's exactly what these people were. I it's, thought that was a real uh, G moment from this dude <laughs> all, all around. It was, I thought it was great. Terrorism is just violence intended to have a political result, right? That's right. fucking what it is through 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 uh, through inciting fear. What else? What else was that? And like going back to like Merrick Garland's DOJ and being bullshit. These two um, pr- two environmental protesters uh, who had welded holes in a pipeline to try to slow down construction uh, for the 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 big I'm blanking the name of the pipeline, the one that Biden Biden just stopped. Thank God the the uh, one that was going through native land. But uh, they got hit with a terrorism enhancement last week. They're going to jail for like eight years for welding. Meanwhile, nobody involved in January 6th has been hit with a terrorism enhancement yet. So it's just really frustrating bullshit. People died. Um, but uh, it's while that was ha- always just it's always it, when white people do it. right? Yeah. Like when white people do this shit, there's just this uh, reticence from, uh, you know, racist, but also the just the media in general, it seems like to call them terrorists. Yeah, left left wing up, left wing property damage is terrorism, but right wing murder is just a misdemeanor. Um, Yeah. So while that was happening, uh, GOP thought leaders Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and and (laughs) Louis Gohmert were down the street. They tried to walk in the DOJ and ask why the Patriots from January sixth are being treated so unfairly by being put in solitary confinement. And look. American prisons and jails fucking suck. We should all right. we should improve all of them across the board. That includes for people to do shitty things, good things, whatever. It doesn't excuse doing right. uh, uh, you know doing atrocities to people, especially people that haven't been convicted of anything yet. Um, but so, but they then they had a press conference outside where they tried to uh, I don't know say that the real travesty was that people uh, January six people were being prosecuted, and uh, this was the scene outside the DOJ. <laughs> people of this country the answers to the questions we need we need a break we need the the left is interrupting the press conference we need to end it thank you for those of you that really care about this process thank you ladies and gentlemen what you just saw here today is again the intolerant left yeah i'm gonna i had to actually here, I'll give those back now. So the whistle. <laughs> the latest the the Newsmax reporter. Yeah, it's just like if you for, if you listen to the podcast version, it's just somebody blowing a whistle and two guys with posters. One says rapists sit down and one said January 6th with inside job. And they got run off from the DJ for a, a DOJ from like it was like maybe eight, eight to 15 people, something like that. But this is the clip right before that. It was a real funny. Um, if you got the one right before that scene with listen to what mine JD said, uh, says. I thank Congressman Gomert, a former judge, no less, for his commitment to the rule of law and to seeking the truth, even in the face of much opposition. Thank you. I want to say one thing. Um, First of all, to the guy that's blowing the whistle, we are not deterred. And so for anyone that's here being an activist and yelling today, here's the statement that I need everyone to understand. We will not back down. We will not stop asking questions. <laughs> so right, right, right before they. Yeah. So right before <laughs> he says. To the guy whistling, we will not deter, we will not back down, we will not stop asking questions. The guy blows the whistle a few more times, she immediately gets deterred, backs down, and stops asking questions and leaves.
<laughs> yeah, so all because of Antifa. That's Antifa there. Yeah, Antifa always got saw. the wh- Antifa, Antifa classic whistle Antifa tech, uh, tactic. Yeah, yeah. It's well, probably, I learned it's it in Antifa school. It's like a, it's like a, uh, there'll be a conspiracy theory next week that it's uh, Antifa has mind control whistles. That's what they were doing is uh, like the, the Pied Piper. Uh, so <laughs> also right after that, Matt Gates's life is just real fun right now. Yeah, well, it's uh, not like you were right talking earlier about Tucker Carlson and them and like just mm-hmm. going out in public and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, I guess if you're Matt Gates, I guess you kind of got to, but it's a similar type of thing to me because, uh, you know. Yeah, it's always something with this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> so check check out check out this Matt Gates. How how? Are you a pedophile? 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 Congressman, are you a pedophile? All right, she asked that. A multitude of other times right after that, too. But you guys get the gist. He just gets a question whether he's a pedophile or he gets guys, you know, very enthusiastically telling him, I don't think you're a pedophile. I think you're great. Uh, without yeah. him understanding it's a joke. It's one or the other. His uh, his future sister-in-law was uh, viral on TikTok the other day. Uh, Matt Gates is engaged to his billionaire's daughter. And uh, her younger sister, who Matt Gates got an internship at the White House, and then apparently she was she's nineteen, tried to set her up on a date with a forty-something-year-old dude, and she's uh, still mad about it. <laughs> and Matt Gates tried wrote, to set up his fiance's 19, sister with some yeah. almost fifty-year-old dude when she was nineteen. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, yeah, she's not like so. Again, what do these people say to each other at Thanksgiving? I don't know. The return like me and you. Uh, but fuck, what a what a weird weird way to be but anyway so that was the fun stuff for today but like if you're wondering why they're making so much noise trying to shut down shut down the commission the officer earlier um who talked about being called the n-word he really under uh, he understands it more clearly than i think the democratic leadership does if you have that that clip uh yeah liz cheney and adam kinzinger are being lauded as courageous heroes And while I agree with that notion, why? Because they told the truth? Why is telling the truth hard? I guess in this America, it is. Us four officers, we would do January 6th all over again. We wouldn't stay home because we knew it was going to happen. We would show up. That's courageous. That's heroic. So what I ask from you all is to get to the bottom of what happened. And that includes, like, I echo the sentiments of all of the other officers sitting here. I use an analogy to describe what I want as a hitman. If a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to jail. But not only does the hitman go to jail, but the person who hired them does. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. So, thank you. There's like there's a lot of money behind January 6th. It was organized. I'm not yeah. saying that like the people who helped organize the rally necessarily directly caused the insurrection, but like it, can you imagine to go back to the pipeline, the ladies, imagine if George Soros had bought their welding equipment. You don't think he'd be in fucking jail? You know? Like Right. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are people uh who 
should be held accountable. Uh, and a lot of them, I think, know it and are worried about it. Other people in Congress uh, specifically, yeah. which is again right. why a lot of they try to actively work to keep this type of shit from ever happening or anybody from ever hearing any of this. There's they a try to. For that. Like, remember, like the, the the two Republicans, only two Republicans in commission because uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, a minority leader, tried to appoint Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, who voted to overturn the election, to the commission. Yeah. And uh, Jim Jordan needs to be called a subpoena, uh, called to testify under oath uh, via subpoena, because if you want to know why, watch this Fox clip from today and watch how sweaty he is trying to say it, say it, say a uh, no that he doesn't really mean. Is he going to go down a number of different roads uh, about who knew what, when, who was talking to coordinators of the protest? Did you talk to the former president that day? I've talked to the former president umpteen times, thousands. I mean, I mean, a thousand I mean, times, countless, 6th. countless times. I talked to the president. I never talk about what we talk about. because I just don't think that's appropriate. Just like I don't talk about what happens in Republican conferences. So sure. I've talked to the president numerous times. Uh, I continue to talk to the president. No, no, since no I mean, left on office. January 6th, Congressman. Yes. I, I mean, I've talked to the president. I've talked to the president so many i can't remember all the days i've talked to him but i've certainly talked to the president yeah and and on that day was can you share any of the insight of, of what he was thinking about that day uh brett the people we need to come testify are the people who can testify to the fundamental questions why didn't the United States Capitol, the People's House, have an appropriate security posture on that day? And what have we done? Those are the people we need to hear from. Yeah. Those are- yeah. that, that same argument of like, you know, listen, the real question is like, why weren't they better prepared to stop this riot that we incited? <laughs> this insurrectionist yeah. riot that we incited. Why was it not stopped by someone in charge? That's what we should be asking. Uh, also, that 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 sweaty non-denial denial. Like the way human yeah. memory works is like around around traumatic events, your memories get really, really sharp. Right. So like the idea that he would remember if you talked to the president of the United States on any occasion, especially not the day of like uh, uh, the Capitol was breached is ridiculous. Right. But but especially like that the, the, that that framing of a non denial denial is just so fucking hilarious to me. Like, what if a cop is like, Trey, did you see your wife the day she was murdered? I'm like, I've seen my wife dozens. I've seen my wife all the time. <laughs> I'm always seeing my wife. I mean, not anymore since she's been murdered. But like, I used to yeah. see my wife all the time. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. But on that day, it's like, listen, I see her. I see her. Okay. Yeah, I've seen her. She's about this high. Yeah. Right. So she. she <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like, all right. Uh, yeah. Well, get them under oath. Get them under oath. Get them under oath. That's what needs yeah. to happen. Let's fucking let's see how this thing plays out, man. Uh, before we go to like questions and comments here in a few minutes, Mark, you want to walk us through these uh, labor All things? Right. There's a couple of big labor things. One's still in progress, and one had a pretty big victory. But um, so uh, uh, a, a coal mining union has been on uh, from Alabama has been on strike since April first. Um, uh, the basic they, the company's called Warrior Met Coal, and uh, they're owned by BlackRock Capital. And uh, basically, just the deal is five years ago, the old parent company uh, went bankrupt and uh, this company bought him and negotiated a new contract. And the deal was, if you guys take a six dollar an hour hit on your wages from 22 to 16, we'll hire everybody back. Well, they'd never hired everyone back. So they've been working for less money for five years uh, while their compatriots are out of work and uh, the company's been making record profits. So they've been on strike for a long time. There's going to be a protest of about a thousand mine workers tomorrow in New York in front of Black Rock's headquarters in New York. And a friend of the show, Drew Morgan's going to be there uh, stirring shit up. So that's cool. Um, Drew did a show in Alabama related to striking coal miners a a few months back also. So Drew's been all over this thing. So yeah, shout out to Drew. Walking the walk. Yeah. 
the other one is a big strike at a Frito-Lay plant in, in Topeka, Kansas for the last couple of weeks. Um, basically, these people say they've been asked to work 14-hour shifts seven days a week uh, in, uh, during COVID and uh, uh, during an epic heat wave and all that shit. And they finally got fed up and walked off. And what they're asking for, basically, they was they just won their they just, they just won a union agreement and uh, got their the max work hours knocked down from seven 14 hour shifts to six 12s. So that's a huge win, uh, even though it's like still sucks. Um, yeah. We're talking before. I mean, like you look back to like early 1900s, like a big labor victory would be like we got uh, shortened work weeks for people under 12 years old, only 70 hours, and we're just like back <laughs> there again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but man. if you want to know why they won, God, I love this dude. This is one of their union shop stewards, and listen to this fucking fire he's spitting. It's great. This is great. <laughs> so great. Man, it, 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 it just, I'm hot, I'm tired, I'm mad. They got us working 84 hours a week in this thing. All right? Do it look like my shoes can hold my fat ass for 84 hours? That's what I'm saying. And the, the thing about it, they got the little mascots on the thing. Like, uh, uh Chester Cheeto, he ain't got to worry about this type of shit. He, he, he just get on his motorcycle and he gone. I can't afford a motorcycle with, with the pay they give me up in here. I got child support, uh, 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 coming out my check. I got, I got the food stamps about to get cut off. And, uh, what's a little, what's a little handsome man with the, with the, with the Steve Harvey mustache on the Pringles can, the Pringles man, uh, and the little boy with the dog on the Cracker Jacks box. You ain't never seen them, uh, 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 frowning, did you? Now, the only thing Frito can do is kiss my ass, cause now I'm about to go, uh, 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 talk about Frito Lays. I'm about to go be lazy. You hear me? I'm about to go lay the f down. Because I ain't doing this no more. I'm about to go see if they hiding down there at Lowe's. Uh, and y'all don't really give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> I like he that. walks off like... right after that. He goes, y'all don't give a damn about me. You don't care about this shit no way. And just walks off. <laughs> God damn. That dude. I like the phenomenal. idea of Ch Chester Cheetah clocking out from his shift at the plant, riding his motorcycle off. This guy just mad at him. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just sitting there. It's like, it's, you know what? I think I, to me, it looks like it's pretty goddamn easy being cheesy. I don't know what he's yeah. always complaining yeah. about. Like, I'm the one out here doing all the work. Uh, man, Let it be that, heard here first. Chester Cheetah is a class trader. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's how much of a fat sack of trash I am. I read on the internet years ago that at Frito Life, I don't even know if this is true. Read it on the internet. Who the hell knows? It was somebody <laughs> purporting to be an employee that at Frito Lay uh, factories or whatever is the only place you could get like fresh out the oven Cheetos or Doritos chips like that. Like even on, you can't even go on tours or anything like that and, and get these hot, but the employees could, could have them hot from time to time or whatever. And I was like, dude, hot, fresh baked Cheetos. God, that sounds like a dream job. And apparently I was wrong, Mark. There's more to it. There's more to it than hot, fresh baked Cheetos. God damn it. I was lied to. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, no, good for them. For it's like you said, it's like you hear that. It's like yeah, they got a big victory. Now they only have to work uh, seventy-two hours a week, yeah. six days a week, uh, twelve hours a day. And but, it's still like, that's way too much. But it's a hell of a lot better than seven days a week, fourteen hours a day. And you got to move in, you know, got to move yeah. in one direction. So just try well, to make it the right one. They got they got they got overtime pay. So I mean, like it's, it, it is going to improve their lives because the, the upside of overtime pay is if you do work extra, you get paid overtime, obviously. But also, it's an incentive for your boss to get you out of, out on time, so they don't have to they don't have to pay you extra. So yeah. that's all that's uh, all cool. Frank Repepe or Frank Repepe. I'm sorry, Frank. I'm saying your name wrong. I'm sure over in the comments said that's true, sure Trey. So listen, you heard, so there's there's at least some perks to it. You get fresh I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's not Repepe, uh, but I think you probably figured <laughs> it was out what R I P E P I. Right, yeah. pe right, 
Right. Maybe this will stop because yeah. we're, we're both. Thank you, Frank. Appreciate it. All right. Questions and comments, everybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about the Capitol Police? Anything you want to hit us up about? So, Mark, what is going on? The CDC now says there, you do have to wear masks indoors again, even if you're vaccinated, only in certain places or what? Like, I just, it's just, just yeah. our never ending national nightmare, man. Shit. It's some, I can't somebody, uh, made a uh, made a meme earlier today it was like cdc guidance and it was like one of those really complicated parking signs where they have a bunch of hours in a different shit and different zones of permits it's like yeah it's kind of like that where it's like they want to encourage kids to wear masks in schools if they can i don't i don't uh, i don't know the science well enough to know what's good or bad but like two things about it is people are the, the typical grifters are saying ah they were I've been wrong all along they're wrong again when it's just like things change the delta variant something new and we get we get new better science than delta variant better understanding of it, how contagious it is. It's like twice, three times as contagious as COVID or whatever. Way, it's way more contagious. Um, and so hospitals are filling up. There's like no ICU beds in Arkansas. And I just don't... It, like, I was reading today, like, the only other country with let, with worse levels of vaccine, uh, higher levels of vaccine hesitancy than us that has access to them is Russia. Uh, this is the government that did Chernobyl. Yeah. And did hustle through a bogus vaccine without enough human trials. All the shit the right says about the, the you know, conspiracy theorists say about our vaccines is sort of true over there. And we are right behind them as far as not trusting the vaccines. And I, I, I hope that all our elite institutions will think back over the last 50 years of all the shit they did wrong, not prosecuting Watergate and Iran-Contra, letting rich people get away with crimes constantly, five or six failed horrible wars, a, 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 teetering for economic collapse, economic collapse, no consequences of restructuring, uh, 9-11, and fuck all this shit, and be like, oh, we fucked up, and the country's falling apart because of it, and we need to like be more responsible going forward. And I think the CDC is trying to be responsible, but this is really confusing messaging, and I find it all really annoying, and just require vaccines, and they'll cry about it for a month or two, and then we move on. So, Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Bryant Mitchell from YouTube says January 6th should have put the nail in the blue line flag. That thing is a joke. Uh, the nail in the blue line flags coffin, I assume. Cause yeah, what well, they talked about they, as they were being assaulted on the ground and tased and shit, they could see blue line, uh, thin blue line flags waving in the air over their head and shit. And I say it all the time. These people are immune to irony. Uh, the types of people in the crowd, I mean, like just totally lost on them, but I want to see, uh, um, Holy shit, real quick. Nick Starr says, can't wait to see y'all in Seattle. Already bought my tickets and flight to Seattle from uh, Alaska. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Nick. That's uh, truly phenomenal. I appreciate it. Yeah, the Seattle show, Ancient Toward uh, sold out, so that'll be a damn good time uh, later this year. Can't wait. Uh, back to the Thin Blue Line thing. Like, how how do you, if you are one of these people, one of the Blue Lives Matter crowd, the Back to Blue crowd, Thin Blue Line thing or whatever, I know they're they're you know these people are like the Simone Biles of mental gymnastics, right? Like I know that they excel at it truly. But how do you rationalize something like today and that testimony with saying that you believe that shit or still wearing those shirts or whatever? You just keep doing it and ignore today or yeah. what? Yeah, well, I, mean, I think. I mean, you could still claim you're standing on the side of police officers because there were so many cops in the crowd on January 6th. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. There, so many off duty. Yeah. They, they, uh, yeah. A there, bunch. There was one like there flashing a, a DEA badge or something today. Yeah. That's getting he, passed took his, around. 
he yeah he that guy got fired because he, he took his DEA badge and gun to the January sixth insurrection and it was he took pictures posing with his badge and gun and there was another like a, a New York a New York cop just got arrested for being there he's in a bunch of photos um, yeah I don't I mean like you, like it's like you I, I can't explain to you it's just like it, it's an aesthetic thing like they they stand on the side of law and order because in their heads police exist to maintain social racial hierarchies and that's what they like they don't they're not talking about the actual police officers human beings. Talking about police as an institution, right? Uh, and you know the good police, the one who are not trying to stop them from, yeah, you know, stopping the steal. You know, yeah. the regular good old cops, not the traitor cops who were working that day. They don't count. Yeah, I'm assuming is how their brains work. Haley Mead says, "How about Fauci basically telling Rand Paul to get fucked? Ha ha! Their best fight yet. Do you know about that one, Mark? Yeah, they had a big run in last. Like uh, uh, Rand Paul is continually." He, Rand Paul is a doctor. He went to Duke Medical School, like, or he's an ophthalmologist or whatever. He's not. He's not as dumb as he pretends to be. So he always argues with Fauci about this like medical shit that he he it misunderstands on purpose, trying to interrogate him. He basically is accusing Fauci of lying about funding gain of function research in Wuhan and all this shit. And uh, Fauci has to go up there and basically get, they get a screaming fight. It's like an old married couple. It's like it's really it's because he's calling Fauci a murderer, basically. And Fauci's like, you're you're killing you're this misinformation is killing people. You know, it's a we already have little enough trust in our institutions. We don't need less of it for fake purposes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Rand Paul. I, too, feel that he should get fucked. But that, that's just that's just me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I still want to see an interview with his neighbor who beat the shit out of him. And uh, yeah, uh, that ribs. guy, I I don't I remember that when it happened. And I remember looking it up at the time, and I feel like that dude was like he probably just had a, a French last name, and I turned him Cajun in my head uh, to to make it more entertaining. But that guy, I remember him being a character, and that whole situation was uh, was you know I, for, for the, the nature that don't like Rand Paul. The nature of that dispute and the economics of Rand Paul's neighborhood, I assume that guy probably voted for Rand Paul still. But like, yeah, he was a rich he, dude. He had like he invented some kind of medical vest that was revolutionary or something. Yeah. I remember. I don't know. So yeah, that fight, if I remember, it was like they kept moving a pile of leaves back and forth yeah. into the yard. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are also it's all these neighborhood fights that they turn. I like to imagine his neighbor like hid in the pile of leaves the last time. <laughs> And when Rand Paul came out there to move him again, he jumped up and whipped his ass instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a it's like a ghillie suit, one of those sniper yeah. things where you look like a pile of leaves. Rand Paul thought the leaves were fighting back for a second. <laughs> he thought he was getting his ass whipped by leaves. Thought it was Moss Man. <laughs> oh. So from YouTube, Theory 980C says, What can we expect from the revelations about January 6th? Um you know, uh, there's a lot more to come. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what all we didn't talk. We didn't talk at all about the politics of this, but like, this is one of the reasons you do these type of investigatory. You don't do investigations because you know where they're going. You investigate stuff because you need to know what, what the answers are. Right. So like they've been hesitant to do these things without knowing the outcome and sort of the circumstances have forced them to actually be bold. And the rest, of the, the rest of the expression goes, be bold and unseen forces will come to your aid. Right. So you, Whatever's going to come out of here is not going to make them look great. It will help you increase your chances of holding on to the house in 2022. Right. It's good to be doing this also to get to the truth so the Republicans survive, but also like it's nice when your self-interest 
political self-interest aligns with also the interests of the Republic. So that's cool too. Yeah. I, you know, we've talked a million times on the show about how my, like my default expectation for any sort of congressional proceeding is that not shit will ultimately come out of it, you know, at the end of the day, but, but it's still vitally important to just, so everybody hears this, like to, you know, air this out publicly and again, make them have to respond to these things or, you know, the deafening nature of their silence. If they choose not to, like you put it out there in front of everybody and force them to, to spin it or try to rationalize it or whatever they're going to try to do and just, you know, use that against I, them and try to keep winning and <laughs> moving forward, I guess. Like, I don't know. The I would the Watergate hearings are going on for like two and a half years before they got any traction. Like they were like during Nixon got reelected in the middle of the Watergate hearings and uh, calling him like a, a, a witch hunt and a travesty and a fake investigation until they got a couple star witnesses and made some riveting TV out of it. And then Nixon was forced to resign a, a year after winning 49 states or what the fuck ever. It's like so like you can't anticipate how think history is going to happen. You just have to like try to do the right thing and hope it works out. Cause you're never, yeah. you never know. You never know. The, like all the U S soldiers who died in world war two have no idea that we won. You don't know the result of the thing when you're fighting it. Right. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, by the way, I would like, I would, while we're on the subject of Watergate, uh, I, re- I highly recommend the slow burn podcast season one on Watergate. It will walk you through beat by beat how insane it was and how they, how, how slow and frustrating the investigation was and everyone thought it failed a bunch of times until you had paid her, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I never, I never understood that about it uh, until you said that just now. Really, that it was like <laughs> I never really thought. You know, obviously, way before I was born, I never really thought about the timeline of how it all played out. You know, I just knew how it all ultimately went down. I mean, what, what we're talking about earlier about how like we always assume that things are gonna work out. Like the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. We always assumed that the happy ending was inevitable, and it didn't take a bunch of people fighting miserably to make it happen. Yeah, you know, it's like it. Yeah. Uh, Scott Worthen from YouTube says, Rand Paul, an ophthalmologist blinded by his own rhetoric. Yeah, that's true. You got him. Have we you talked before him. about how Rand Paul invented his own ophthalmology board to certify himself? No, but that's some real white people shit right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he didn't do it because he wasn't qualified to be an ophthalmologist. He couldn't be board certified the regular way. He was being a typical libertarian and making some trolly douchey point about credentialism or whatever. That what's the point of a certification board if I can just make one and certify myself? Which good point, Rand. Also, you're a dick, and yeah. I wouldn't let you work my ass. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, listen. I want to remind everybody again. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Matt's all over it. You go to wellredcomedy.com, wellredcomedy.com for uh, the tour dates, uh, and please come out and see us next up, Denver, Colorado, uh, all, the weekend of August nineteenth. That comedy works. Going to be a damn good time. Uh, yeah, that's about it for this edition of Weekly Skews. You got anything else, Mark? No, just uh, no. go see Trey, do see Trey and Corey and Drew on the road, uh, and then go look at Corey's uh, social media after to see him talking about suicide with the Taco Bell delivery driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Corey did that. His Taco Bell was an hour late Saturday at like four in the morning. I wasn't there. I found out about this later. So he started texting the DoorDash driver, uh, saying, 
that his life was meaningless without tacos <laughs> and he was being consumed by the void and needed his uh, Nacho Belgrande, you know, to keep him from the precipice of despair <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> you yeah. know, just stuff like you do. And yeah, like you said, if you follow Corey, he posted all that. So it's all out there for the world to see. Yes, lovely fellow, that uh, senior Georgia correspondent, Corey Forrester. And, yeah, he's on the road with us. So come see us. Come see us right here same time next week on Weekly Skews. Thank you guys very much. See you. Love you. Bye.